Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. say wheel you say suckers wheel suckers wheel suckers welcome to wheel suckers i am your captain alex i look after social media marketing and events at look mum no hands look mum no hands if you don't know is a cycling cafe bar workshop on 49 old street london we serve coffee bikes beer and food Yum. and i'm joined by my stoker stoking up the rear Three cheers for the rears. Woo! I'm Jenny. I'm the director of the London Bike Kitchen. We are a do-it-together bike workshop located in Hackney, of course. For now. We got our kick-out date. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hackney for now. Hackney January, cool. January 2020. So if anyone knows any, um, you know, massive warehouse spaces going in central London for super cheap, like eight grand a year, get in touch. So we teach people how to fix their own bikes through classes, drop-in sessions, and our women and gender variant wag nights. We're here fresh back from the madness that is. <laughs> Bespoked Bristol. So Bespoked, if you don't know, is a frame builders festival held in Bristol once a year in April. It was actually once held in London at yeah, the shite. at the Velodrome. It was like in the middle of the, the track. It was awful. Yeah. And so now it's held in the Brunel Passenger the, Engine Shed. Yeah. Right um, next to Bristol Temple Main Station. They have friend builders from all over the world come and show off their cool shit. So look, Mum, your hands, the reason why we're there is so Phil, who set up the festival, invites us to come down to sell coffee, beer and food. And we sold mainly Bristol-based beer, Wiper and True, who were awesome. And above and beyond, we sold Dark Arts Coffee, actually, which is our friend Jamie. He came and was the barista, so oh. if you had a coffee at the show, it was probably made by Jamie or Martino. But awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's an excuse for us to all come down for a jolly, really. It's great. And a jolly you have. I am so worn out. <laughs> <laughs> I turned up on Sunday afternoon. We drove from from London. Uh, once again, was completely overwhelmed uh, when I walked in and couldn't handle bikes. And I was there for people. For me, going to Bespoke is more about seeing the people behind the bicycles and reconnecting with them. I mean, everyone knows what a bike is. Yeah. I like Just another bike. Looking out for the weird shit. But yeah, I'm more about... <laughs> I know some people now, so it's fun to catch up with some people. 
Something uh, we're really both really excited about. We saw super stoked. Uh, Flight Rider. I'll put a link below. Flightrider.cc. Um, and there were two women who'd come up with this idea. It's a bike bag made from fabric. So you put your bike in it. You have to turn the handlebars and take the front wheel off. Get your bike in there so you can travel on a plane with it. And then when you arrive at your destination, it has a zip and you unzip it and they turn mm-hmm. into panniers. Yep, they turn into your bags. And it's then you ride up away genius. from the airport going, fuck you! Yeah, no cardboard boxes to deal with, no bulky bike boxes, It's and they're waterproof. And they come with little dry bags, so you when you pack your bike, you just put everything else that is going to go in the panniers into the dry bags. And that goes into the bike bag. And I was like, finally, finally, I can ride to Heathrow and then just get on the plane. Which still sounds awful. Like, I don't want to ride to Heathrow. But, no, but... But I could. But I could. And that's what <laughs> yeah. counts. Because so, I've never taken my bike on holiday because I've been too intimidated by the impending stress of sorting it out. But with this, I mean, it's in a very early stage. They yeah. only, they just finished their, they have like four pairs, I think. Yeah. And that's all they've got. They've got prototypes. But they said, I'm hoping to get them produced by the end of the year. So keep your eyes peeled. You, uh, We'll put links to yeah, their Yeah, so you can go and have details. a look and chat to them. They're just trying to find out new stuff. Something else I was excited about. I... Great up bike. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say a massive thank you to them for putting up with me going and asking them like so many questions and taking different people back and being like, tell them what you told me. <laughs> what but made you so excited? I think it made me excited because I have wanted to do up my bike. So sprayed up by their cans of powder paint, eight pounds, and you can just spray up your bike and spray it a new colour. But I think what sold me is they said that I didn't need to take off what I currently have, you can spray on a putty that they sell yeah. and then spray onto that. Oh my God. And that's it and no lacquer afterwards. I, I want this too. <laughs> See? <laughs> and they have so many amazing colours and they have Japanese yeah. Kirin metallic glitters. Cool. So I think the fact that it's very like easy, it's cheap and it's not too intimidating if it goes wrong, I guess. So I'm super excited about just taking my bike apart, spraying it up, and then putting it back together again because I can't really afford a new bike. But in a way, I can trick myself now into having a new bike. Yeah, it's like getting a haircut. Yeah. We talked about doing this at Bike Kitchen, actually setting up bike spray area in the back of LBK2, which is our other workshop, which is currently being used as a bike graveyard. So... Can I come and try it out? Yeah, do you want to be our test bunny? Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, guinea pig and... <laughs> Because we'll then I can report bike. back on whether this stuff works or not because yeah. it was too good to be true. You know, I was like, please tell me. You know, and you're just a one. I want to know yeah. what's wrong about it. <laughs> uh, we even grilled Claire from Condor. We've interviewed her before if you're interested. Yeah, I, I, I was even talking to her. I talked to everybody about it because I wanted to get their opinions. And she was, she even had a friend who sprayed up a bike for cyclocross. Yeah. And it's only chipped on like the stays where they're taking the wheel in and out. Yeah, yeah. So if a cyclocross bike can cope... A London bike, a London commuter can cope. I'm so excited. Let's do it. I'm so excited. Let's experiment. So another thing I was really excited about that happened was they had a talk on the Friday called the Women's Frame Builders Initiative. Mm. And it was a pretty killer lineup. 
to discuss how we can use frame building to address gender inequality within society. I mean, it was a pretty big, heavy thing. Mm. But uh, what happened was Phil, who organises the bespoke show, stood up at the front and said, I know this is kind of ironic that a white man is kind of introducing and chairing this panel, but the story behind it was I wanted to have a women's frame builders talk at the show. And everybody that I started talking to about it were like, why? doesn't really help or make anything better. And so that's more what this talk was trying to achieve and become. It was a way of Phil saying, I'm aware and I understand. I want to get more women into frame building or I want to see more women here. What can I do to do that? I'm not entirely sure. So got a panel round together, but invited other people to come along too so that we could all just start to talk about it. You know, and he was like, what can I do as bespoke to make this better? A really respect that he did that, mm. that he could stand in front of a room of people and say, how, how can I do something about this? Because I don't know. And giving women the floor to talk about it, you know, and not doing something and just thinking it would help. So it's the beginning of something. I wouldn't say there were massive kind of outcomes because it's such a larger issue to tackle. Yeah. But it was the beginning of something, which I think is really Was good. it recorded? No, see, kind of wish I had recorded it now. Just shout out, people on the panel were Isla Roundtree from Isla Bikes. I'll put a link below, you can look her up. Had Lee Craigie from the Adventure Syndicate. Tainer Rona. It was quite fun. She sat there and she was like, Reynolds is my dad. She is Reynolds' digital marketing advisor and a novice frame builder. Zoe Banks Gross from Bristol Bike Project. Karen Hartley from Hartley Cycles and Adeline uh, Morio, I can't say her surname, from Mecredi. That's an amazing lineup of women. You said that there weren't any like concrete outcomes that came from it, but was at least there some interesting discussion? Did yeah. people butt heads? Like, I can see this topic being difficult for the few women in the field because I think they run the risk of being viewed as tokens. And yeah. that they're only getting attention because they're female. And yeah. I find a lot of women back away from things like this because they don't want it to detract from the fact that they're actually pretty good. Yeah. So there was a bit of that, really. The things I found really interesting were, like, with Isla, she talked about when she was a kid, she was, like, I'm a little bit older than some of the people on the panel, that she was taught cooking and sewing at school and the boys were taught design. And that she had to fight to get taught design and had to go through various teachers and campaigns. But her dad was a designer, so she already had some understandings of it. And she even had to start the course late because of the battles that she had. And she was like, how, many, incredible. how many women, how many other women were doing that at the time? She was like, you know, I was the only one on the course of all men and I had to fight for it. Ayla then prompted Lee and Karen to talk about going into schools. Because that's what Isla does, is they go into schools and try and pitch recruiting kids. She suggested that uh, when you are going into a school, if you want to encourage more women, don't have any boys in the class. Mm. Because when you when the girls see other boys in the class, they're like, oh, it's not for me. Lee Craigie had said when they go and teach, her and Emily will go in to talk about the Adventure Syndicate, which is a organisation of women encouraging, enabling, inspiring women to do more bigger rides. They said that when they just teach an all-women class, all-girl class, 
they look around for the guys and see that they're not there and they go, oh, so maybe this is for me. Yeah. yeah. So they talked a bit about that, which I think was really interesting is, do you need to segregate them out? So then Karen led on to talk about when she's done some teaching out in the open, they would just go out with the gas canisters when she taught jewellery. So she used to be a jeweller and is now a frame builder. So when she was teaching some kids out on these open access courses, all the boys would run over and see all the equipment and all the flames and be like, wow, yeah, I really want to get into it. They'd be like, oh no, you're making jewellery. <laughs> There's layers upon layers here of like different kind of societal barriers yeah. and circumstances and having opportunities. Gender norms. So. Ugh, patriarchy. It's tough. It's tough. And it was a tricky conversation to have, I think. You know, Phil goes, how do you, you know, what can we do? And you just sit there and be like, "Uh." Uh. but I think it's the beginning of something. It's good to maybe have these talks. And I guess it's always good to accept you won't always have, here's five things you can do. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't always work like that. No, I think it's, it's good that it was being discussed, but I hope this isn't the last time it's discussed. Let us know what you think. Okay. What, can, what can be done? And so to lead into, I've run around the show and spoke to some people who were there. We're going to play some little interviews for you now. Hi. <laughs> Hello. What's your name and where'd you come from? Uh, I'm Adeline. I come from Belgium and I make Mercury bikes. Amazing. So can you, as this is a podcast... Could you take us on an audio tour of, of your stand? So you just arrived in Bespoke, and the first thing you see is this incredible white jungle with a rainbow that says good vibes only. And in front of that, there's my bicycles. So this year, I'm really excited to bring two of the first team bikes. I'm running a cyclocross team this coming season. Amazing! And the first two bikes are here. So the first one you can see is Beth's bike and it's built with 650B Zip 303s and 2.1 inch tires. It's a monster. It's got this really cool custom frame bag that Jordan from Big Top, Big Top made and you can't get the frame bag but you can get a really cool bum, bum bag, bag. I which love is bum bags. the oh. next best thing. Oh. And then behind the 650B bike is my race bike, which obviously I'm the most excited about. Yep. The first bike I ever made was a cross bike for myself. And after racing it for two years now, I'm pretty chuffed to be able to make a second one that has slight tweaks to it. So it has a slightly lower bottom bracket than the bike I've been racing so far. Okay. It has a slightly steeper head angle, a bit more fork rate, so that changes the trail of the bicycle a bit. Mm. And then it has a mountain bike rear end, so there's clearance for actually those two point one inch tire fit in there too. So when you race and you have just one bike in the local league, the mud will shed super easily. Those team bikes have been made possible because Columbus is supporting us and so is SRAM who have been giving us all the kit. See by cycles, our local bike shop, uh, mm-hmm. Charlie teaches me how to do mechanics every week. Great. Uh, Tony Torque has been fitting us and Rob from Colorburn Studio has been making the paint. And so that's for the team bikes, and behind it, behind them, is really crazy 29er. 
It's been made for a man called Andy, who likes to run his bike single speed in the winter so he can improve his skills, and then he likes to run it geared in the summertime, and he goes bikepacking a lot, so that's what we build the bike around. So it's got massive 2.4 inch tire on 29er wheels to accommodate for this big tire and the boost rear end. I used a yoke around the bottom bracket that makes a lot of room for the chainstay and the tire. And then it's got a C-tube that takes a 31.6, I think, dropper post with a shim so he can run it with a 27.2 seat post. That makes it really comfortable and he can attach the saddlebag on without risking to damage the dropper. But because the cable routing is clipped on, he can change the clips that we have now that are double for triple and still put a dropper post on later. So that bike has been really cool to make because we've used a mixture of components that he had already on his previous mountain bike and then a couple of new things. And Andy has been riding mountain bikes for a very long time, so he knows he knew what, uh, he what he wanted. And the combination of like my skill set and his riding knowledge have made possible to make that bike. I'm really chuffed because I've recently become quite into mountain biking, so it's nice to be able ah, to make some more. You've been bitten by the mountain bike yeah. bug. That's cool. Coffee or beer? Beer. Of course. <laughs> is steel real? Steel is real, yes. It's, it's not something that people just say to sound cool. It's completely legit. Actually, everyone who moves onto a handmade steel bike or a steel bike made of, made of modern quality steel, I think, just throws their plastic bikes out. It's got this right quality that you just can't get out of something else. It's really lively and comfortable. And when you have a bike that's made around you, it kind of feels pretty awesome. You feel at one with the machine, which sounds creepy, but it's actually really good. No, yeah, I think I know exactly what you mean. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Can you tell me what's your name? Where'd you come from? Uh, my name is Karen. I'm from Hartley Cycles and ISO Workshop. Could you take us on an audio tour? of your stand so I've got a few of my favourite bikes back from customers this year to show on Hartley's stand my I think probably my favourite is I'm really I'm really excited about bringing Michael's bikes actually I wanted to get this ready for last year's bespoke and the frame was ready and we were waiting on Shimano to set to like send the parts and okay. so it, I, it's just it's really simple but kind of Larry at the same time it's all black and it's got um, three different colours of gold leaf coming through Amazing. on the forks and on the um, and on the down tube and then it's got matching gold Chris King parts so it's sort of it's very simple but quite yeah just really pleased with it I guess and then I've got like a nice variation is what like for the rest I've got a sort of gravel road a mini Tora which is one of my smaller customers Toria's 26 inch wheel Tora and then kind of weird commuter build that's kind of like the bespoke bike making sort of all about like customers can just choose yeah. like exactly like the really highly specified things that they want for a particular build this is like a roll off purple yeah. to navy fade candy all this Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's like everything, basically. It's, it's really silly and really great. And it's kind of something you could, like, you can't get anything similar off the peg. It's just it's that kind of, like, it's totally bespoke. Yeah. <laughs> This is why I bought it. And then we've got, we're launching like fully, sort of soft launched ice and workshop last year at Bespoke, and this year we've launched it fully, so we've come with a big stand for ice and workshop. Mm. Um, and for those who don't know, what's ice and workshop? So, ice and workshop is our off the peg brand, so it's a collaboration with myself and Matt from Talbot Frameworks. So, we've just launched a sister brand to our other our bespoke company, and that's the first bike we launched with was an all-road, really practical sort of Audax, long-distance road bike, touring, like really sort of practical, loads of bosses, takes loads of different wheel sizes and tyres, so like, yeah, sort of a, du- a dual road bike. And then for this weekend, we're launching our crit bikes, which are kind of like the like Sunday best summer go really fast tear it up road bike amazing so they've um we've brought with us our sponsored riders bike so we've got three three variations of the same essentially the same bike ah cool here and they're all they're all columbus steel with um, integrated carbon seat tube hand cut lugs so just to keep the kind of house style asymmetric house style that we're that we've got larry paint job Laser sick fades. Uh, uh, well, yeah, how would you describe it? Yeah, we've kind of launched our sort of three new colours as well because we, we, previously we've, they, everything's had the same paint job, which we wanted to keep for a while so that things were really recognisable. So it's like and then, brand kind of. Yeah, and yeah. then now we're just sort of like gradually like letting in new colours. So yep. we've got like. Um, so what have you let through? Yeah. So we've got um, rhubarb and custards, yes. which um, is Christine's bike, which is like a gold to pink fade. We've got Leprechaun's Trousers, which is Colm's bike, which is a yellow to green fade. And then we've got Cabri's Milk Tray, which is a blue to purple fade with silver Amazing. I love it. Um, And then you can still have the standard rainbow. Whatever you want. Whatever you want now, as long as it's one of those four things. (laughs) We might do a grey one at some point for people that don't like colour and fun. If they ask enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Coffee or beer? both and cider coffee yeah. and coffee and cider <laughs> cider is steel real yeah definitely but like other materials are great too like carbon and things stainless yeah <laughs> cool thank you very much cool. thank you hi what's your name and where'd you come from hi <laughs> i'm verity nichols i come from leeds originally but i live in london so we are standing at your stall in bespoke could you yeah, describe for yeah. people who can't see what is here on your stand? Yeah, so our stand is composed of 
myself, so Nichols Frameworks, Maryvale Cycles, and we've also got Rakshasa Custom. And we met last year at Bespoke in the new build section, and we decided to create a Frame Builders Common so that we can share our ideas, share what goes wrong, share techniques, ask questions. And so we've decided to display together this year. So we've got a track bike, a road bike, and uh, what is that? Randonna. Randonna. Yeah. Okay, so my, my <laughs> yeah. bike, yeah. my road bike, is inspired by the girls' bathroom in Twin Peaks. Really? That's job, yeah. That's amazing. It's really good. It's very pink and red and kind of ugly but beautiful. And I've got a really lovely Grafton Saddler saddle on it covered in stingray. It's like a disco ball. It's great. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Inspired by Twin Peaks is so good. That's like the, the best bathroom, thing I've heard. The yeah, bathroom, bathroom. It's even the girls better. bathroom <laughs> of Twin Peaks. Coffee or beer? Coffee. Cappuccino on a morning. Start me right up. Uh, is steel real? Steel is real. What's your name? Charlie Merivale. Um, where'd you come from? <laughs> London. I think I'm still a Londoner, but I've moved down to the south coast with all the other old people. <laughs> is it good? Are you enjoying it? <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So could you do an audio tour of your stand here at Bespoke? So this stand is a shared stand between a group of five. We all met last year as new frame builders, and after spending three days together we came to the conclusion it would be quite nice to be able to share questions and answers and disasters and successes with one another so I think Verity set up a, a WhatsApp group which is called Frame Builders WhatsApp group and uh, actually it's proved to be enormously helpful and when Bespokes were, uh, was advertising for spaces, we uh, decided that we would all like to exhibit something and the cheapest way of doing it was as a shared stand. We therefore looked at possible names. And Frame Builders Collective and Frame Builders Cooperative have already been taken and I didn't want to tread on anyone's toes. So I went into Roger's Thesaurus and there was one of the other potential names is Common. And Common has a sense of the levellers. People historically regarded one another as equal and wanted equality. And also Common Land, Shared Land. Yeah, it makes me think of a park. Like yeah. everybody hanging out together. Yeah. That's what I envisage. So we agreed Frame Builders Common it should be the title, and then Verity produced the artwork. And the kind of twisted tube within the shield is really satisfying. Sadly, one of the fourth Frame Builder, Tom, I Hamilton Frameworks wasn't able to attend because of a family crisis, but um, he is here in spirit. And the painter, Paul Quinn, will be coming down some point today. 
My bike is built for comfort, not for speed. <laughs> and right. it's for my stepson who uh, still lives in London. He just wanted something that was comfortable and where he could see where he was going. And he left the left rest up to me. Standard Columbus tubing with some nice jewellery on it. I think it looks quite pretty. Henry wanted it to be uh, English or British racing green. I decided against that. The sort of off-white lettering should be the order of the day. And in fact, the green, which is a sort of forest green, really, come, is a German green, as it happens. Ah. But I haven't told Henry the fact that he didn't get British racing green. Just so, Well, we won't say anything. No. <laughs> And this hub on the back? That's an Alphine eight-speed hub. Henry lives up the hill in Woolwich. I'm disappointed he didn't want to tackle the hill on a fixed gear. (laughs) He said a gear would help. It's a sealed hub for crap roads. I provide slow cycling and comfortable. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, great. What's your name? So, my name's Cameron. I'm from Rakshasa Customs. Um, we've got two bikes here. We've got one mountain bike with a rather crazy kraken painted all over it. Um, done by a real artist friend a of real, mine. A real, real artist. artist. Holy uh, shit. That's her main thing is painting sea creatures. What's her name? Uh, Alice White. Wow. That's our like collaboration ultra crazy bike, as you can see. Well, I was going to say, they can't see. Well, so they can't can see. Can you describe it? So, yeah, it's a sort of pale blue a dark blue fade front to back and then around all the tubes we have squid tentacles and some small bubbles popping out and the face of the kraken is down there on the seat tube oh, amazing and what's the story behind the bike so it's my first ground up design mountain bike with full geometry and, and everything all the numbers picked by me so I'm quite pleased with how it rides and, and how, it, how it handles as a first attempt, there are always improvements that could be made. Oh, yeah, always. Um, but, yeah, as a, as a first attempt for ground-up design, very pleased with that one. Next one is day-to-day commuter fixed disc. It has a slightly relaxed head tube and seat tube to make it handle a bit more like a mountain bike. It's also coupled with very short stem and riser bars um, to make it feel more like a mountain bike. Being a mountain biker... And switching to a road bike can be quite tricky yep. and often find you break your road bike. So I've designed a road bike for a mountain biker. Yeah, so you can shred the streets and not your bike. Nice. Hi everybody, it's Jenny and I'm here with Judith from Stayer Cycles. Tell me more about yourself. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yeah, so that's me. Um, I'm the wheel builder at Stair Cycles. We are basically a wheel builder and a frame builder under one roof. I can produce wheels faster than Sam can produce frames, so I sell a lot more wheels than he does than we do whole bikes. But so I end up, yeah. So yeah, kind of have to keep it separate <laughs> to a certain degree. Do you guys get competitive? With each other? No, not at all. <laughs> There's no way. The, the business is just totally different. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> I think my wheels would be, yeah, would be super strong and his would just fall apart if we did that. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's us. We're based in, in London, East, East London, Leightonstone. Yeah. How many wheels do you think you've made? Do you know? How many no, I don't know. I don't, no, know. I don't know. I don't know. But it'll be hundreds of pairs, I think, yeah. 
Uh, I would expect. <laughs> it always surprises me. I've got I've got uh, I've got bill sheets of all of the bills I've ever done, and it's I'm starting to take up a second drawer. So so it's always a lot when I start when I'm looking through them because I should be more organized than have them alphabetically ordered or something. But when I'm looking through them, looking for a customer's build that I did, then yeah, it takes a long time, and then you realize I've done a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're here at Bespoke, and how, this is your first show. Yeah, it's the first time we're here. How did you find it? It was great. It was especially really nice to meet other people in the same trade. I really, really like that, especially people who I've spoken on the phone to and who've come to say hi, or, or, or ex-customers who've come and said hi. Most people, most people don't come to the workshop, so mm. it's, it's nice to meet people face-to-face. You and send it's, them the wheels in the mail? Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. send them, send them. I mean, some people, some people come and get them. But um, who are local, but most people aren't so local. So yeah, send them a lot. Uh, yeah, and that's been really interesting. And, and seeing seeing things in the flesh, seeing seeing some fra- yeah frames and bikes in the flesh, or for me some some products maybe that I haven't had my hands on yet that people haven't ordered or that I haven't bought yet to promote or whatever. Just some yeah some interesting components. There's an Onyx hub that uh, Ryan builds wheels, who's just here next to us. He's it's not it's a I don't actually know how it works yet. I need to look it up, but it doesn't have a ratchet, which means it. It has, it's what? totally silent and has immediate engagement. There's no, there's no, there's no non-engagement at all. Witchcraft. Yeah, witchcraft. <laughs> Goblins. I five. should probably know about this hub already, but somehow I had a gerbil running yeah. around. Oh I don't know how it. Oh, it's wow. pretty cool. So lots of little things like that, and just yeah, just nice. meeting frame builders and seeing yeah, seeing how they fix, like have navigate you, certain problems or. Yeah. Have you been inspired? Are there other things that you want to do? I think components-wise for the wheels, yes, I think so. Yeah. I think for the frames, for the bikes as well, I think. There's some really fun, there's really fun stuff here. I think that's important. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to come back next year? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We went, we, I wasn't sure about that before we were going to come to this one. Yeah. Uh, it took some convincing to get Sam to come. But uh, I think both of us are now like, yeah, this is, um, yeah, we will. enjoyed it. Totally worth our while, even if it was just meeting all of the other exhibitors. Nice. Even if it was just that, it would have been worth our while. But it wasn't. It was also meeting lots of people, getting loads of feedback and loads of enthusiastic feedback, which is really nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thank Bye. you. The Stayer stand won the Look Mum Award, didn't they? <laughs> what did they win that for? Uh, so, because I did this last year and I didn't really do it this year, but last year I came up with a whole load of kind of fake Look Mum No Hands Awards. And so this year I just came up with one, um, which was our official Look Mum Your Hands Award, because they'd made a cargo bike that was a fully functioning bar. Amazing. So it had a keg... And, like, the taps, so you could have a fresh beer. And they also gave me a free beer. Because <laughs> they were like, if you have a cup, you can have a beer. And I was like, brrrt. <laughs> like, Sprayed it. I'm really bad at pouring a pint as well. So it was like foam. Yeah, and I was like, thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, it was a really cool boat. flatbed cargo bike that could just be scaled up or down to suit what you need. And I just really want a cargo bike, but a cargo bike with beer on it is like my dream realized. Oh yeah, like <laughs> pour the beer into your mouth while you're pedaling. Yeah, just suck it on, <laughs> suck it on, on that sweet, sweet juice. Another fun thing about Bespoked was I took my dad. Yay, Alex's dad. So I hope you're all ready for a mini podcast. My dad has never been to Bristol before and had never been to Bespoked before. So I'm going to play a little. A little podcast. We're going to play that for you now. Bespoke was a really great show. 
I'd wanted to go there for at least the past three years, and Alex had been each time and told me how good it was. So this year, I made sure it was in the diary, well in advance, and made a weekend of it, staying with Alex in a hotel right by the venue. I went there primarily to find out about frame building, and from the catalogue, I selected two or three stands I knew that I wanted to go and talk to, primarily Bicycle Academy and Downland, although if there was time, Swallow and Bicycle by Design would also be visited. So at Downland, I had a long conversation with one of the trainers who had taken the course and he was able to provide lots and lots of information about the timetable, about the activities over the different days of the course and really just about what you can expect to be doing and to get out of it. Bicycle Academy was difficult to get to talk to somebody on the stand, but fortunately, Alex knew Rob Quirk uh, and introduced me. He's a new frame builder uh, who'd taken the Bicycle Academy course at least a year ago, possibly longer, and I had a really long conversation with him about, well, about philosophy, (laughs) about the benefits of becoming a frame builder, but above all, about workshop facilities. And that was the most interesting thing that I learnt from him. He uses a community workshop, community engineering workshop in London called Building Blocks, which has a pay-as-you-go model. And I realised that if I was ever to become a frame builder, I would either need to spend lots of money to set up my own workshop or I would need to find something similar in my part of the country, which is Norfolk, that's in some way similar to building blocks, a shared workshop somewhere with gas and with lathes, with the kind of machinery that I needed. So that was really the best bit of Bespoke for me by far. I only got to see a small part of Bristol, but what I did see I liked a lot, The railway station is impressive and bars, pubs, restaurants down by the river are good. And I can certainly recommend The Stable. As they describe it, it's pizza and cider in a harbourside warehouse and the chestnut vegan pizza was excellent. So I will certainly go again to be spoked. And in fact, it's in my diary for 2019 and possibly with luck, I might then have made some progress towards building my first bicycle frame. If you like what we do, don't forget to like, rate, and no, seriously, I'm going to stop. Oh yeah, can you rate us, please? If you can't give us your money, give us your stars. Give them sweet, sweet, tasty stars. stars. And subscribe. (laughs) And share. Until next time. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.